Yo. Yo, what's up? There he is, Saturday Night Live. Yes, Saturday Night Live. Welcome back to the Big Country Little City Podcast. I'm your co-host, Tree Thomas. With me, as always, Norm DeStorm. Blazing hip-hop and R&B. Blazing hip-hop and R&B. It's the best. White culture, American culture, is always stolen from black culture. It is 70 or 68% majority white country. Yeah, it's 68 to 75% stolen culture, which this is one thing we didn't talk about, Norm. <laughs> Yo, black culture but, is cool, man. This is the great. They made the last American art form, you know, hip hop, jazz. It's American art forms and it's black. So congratulations. You know, they're great. They're embedded in history. Uh, we have a lot of historical figures. It's amazing. Good job. Yes, it's 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 amazing. But the one thing I can't stand is the term cultural appropriation. Because guess what, your culture was raped and taken from another culture. All what about countries. what about it being just American? You know, American is every culture. It just so happens that there's a majority of white. You know, that doesn't mean that other cultures don't exist in America. No, I'm I'm speaking uh, globally. Your culture is influenced by the people that raped and pillaged your village. Turkish coffee in Greek is not acknowledged. They call it Greek coffee. But the Turks and the Greeks had a beef, blah, blah, blah. We call it English in America. Why don't we say we speak American? No, we speak English. That's because the English tried to control us, and we finally stood up against ourselves and said, fuck you, but we kept their language. Yeah, we don't want to talk like those Brits. Yeah, I'm not calling a cigarette a fag. I don't want to put fags in my mouth. I, <laughs> I mean, I, I want to put cigarettes in my mouth, which I shouldn't, but I do. Whoa, but, hey. no, that's Yeah, hello, sorry, guy. Whoa, <laughs> but these the same college? No homo. Pause. Yeah, no homo. <laughs> when, is it Now is no homo canceled? You can't say no that homo. in New York. It's not it's majority homo here, so you can't say that. They'll beat you with, with a banana out here. <laughs> beat you with a banana that they just shoved up their ass. Yeah, no, nah, they don't play those games out here, you know? My building is majority yeah. gay, which I don't mind. You know, they have sophisticated jobs, like a lot of animals. They, just... they have, like, 60 animals, parrots, lizards, <laughs> all types of stuff, you know? I'm like, how about a yeah. kid? Just get one child, you know? They're like, get out of here, Norm. I'm like, all right. Yeah, and they, they add value to the neighborhood. Gays are great to have in your neighborhood because they want to keep it nice and pretty, and landscape, and your value goes up just because you have gays in the community. I'm not complaining. I'm down with the evolution. I just want children, that's all. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. And, and, and gay people, gay men should, and gay women, they should all just adopt kids. And uh, there's so many kids that need parents. It's, it's wild. Uh, they don't need money. The adoption community doesn't need money. They need parents. Somebody um, just asked me recently, do you know where the gay bar is? And I'm like, uh, <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> the West Village? Yeah. <laughs> I gotta <laughs> find out, though. Bit- I can't be not knowing stuff. Like That made me feel uncomfortable. Yeah, you were like, oh, so you don't know where the gay bar is? So you don't know where you hate gay people? It's like, no, 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 no. I just... 
I have a bar. Killed you, man. You know, like damn, bro. Why you gotta make it sound like that? But you know, yeah. Why? Why you gotta put me on that end of the scale when I'm just trying to stay in the middle? I want to be. I want to be in the gray, Bubba. I don't want to go far left. Can't say you like Trump or anything. You voted for him or anything out here, you know. And that's why I'm a little like when people they throw me off a little bit because I always gotta hide that, you know. So when I went down to Florida, I was like, whoa, I don't have to hide this anymore. There's others like me. You know, it was kind of an eye-opening experience. Big country, little city. The big country, the big majority, vast majority of this country supported Trump. The Democratic cities didn't because they want to give you free housing, give you free health care, give you free food. They want to give you free money. And that's only done to support the Democratic Party. I mean, listen, I don't want left. one person to dictate anybody's life. Like, you know, I, I, I voted him for the first term. The second term, I didn't really vote for him. I don't even remember what happened the second term. Oh, yeah, no, he lost. But, you know, like, even if I did yeah. vote for him, I shouldn't be excluded from a social circle. You know, like, I don't know what that's all about. Like, you know, I thought America is about having difference of opinions. Like, you know, there's a lot of yeah. Democrats here, and I don't, a lot of them are my friends, and you know, I do think it's brain not that, that that's smart or whatever. It's not, you know, going to help the majority of the society. But I'm not going to be like, yo, you're not my friend. I don't like you because you like this person, you know. I feel that they shouldn't be like that if you're a conservative or if you uh, think conservatism is good for the general public, which is my stance on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, you're, you're totally right. But uh, to my limited knowledge of politics... The left and the progressives and the Democrats, I thought they were all about inclusion. Everybody's, you know, your gender matters and this uh, pronoun matters. But all of a sudden, if I say I vote for Trump, you want to ban me and cancel me? I or thought you don't you care all... about climate control. You're a dirtbag. I'm like, what are you? I care about money first and everybody else should, too. And I shouldn't be looked at as evil because I care about money. Like, you know, deep down inside, everybody cares about money. And deep down inside, if you're drowning or the grizzly bear is chasing you, you're going to call on God. Like, am I that yeah. super religious? No. Do I pray five times a day? Do I go to church? No. But, like, I shouldn't be looked down upon because I say God. You know, like, come on, man. Yeah. And, and if I'm a going di- on out here? Am I, am I getting that? Are we getting that old, bro? We're getting wiser. We're not getting older. We're getting wiser, is my opinion. My my opinion is that if a bear or a lion or a tiger is charging you and you're a Democrat, progressive, leftist, whatever you want to call them, I bet you wish you had a big goddamn gun. Are you willing to give up your politics for a tiger's meal for the week? I, I bet you're not. I bet you wish you had a fucking right wing kind of Republican conservative guy that's like, oh, I got a 50 cal. Oh, no, I'll shoot him for you. I'll save your life. And then you go, I can't believe he owns guns. Well, fuck you. I should have let him eat you because you don't value the thing that just saved your fucking life. Why the, wh- what kind of hypocrisy? That's the left eating its own tail. And along with the left eating its own tail. Still left, right? It doesn't matter. It shouldn't be a gang. That's what my point is. You know, like, I no, feel like we're all getting it, emotional about it. Like, you, th- th- I'm just surrounded by the other side. So, you know, if I ever sound like I'm being uh, too hard on one side versus the other, it's because I'm surrounded. If there was more other balance, I wouldn't be even caring about what it is. Because in the end of the day, it's a discussion table. No matter what you feel or think, 
America's a discussion table. You should be it should be open. Nobody should look down upon. Everybody should be entitled to their own opinion and everybody should be able to be Republican or Democrat. But like originally what and, we said, the new generation is more gray. It's not blue or red. And that's where we're at. And that's why you hear the word progressive being thrown around. Progressive is yeah, like a key yeah. word. It's a blending word that, you know, both sides could use. That you're correct. It's a term that both sides could use, but the Democrats have hijacked it into if you're progressive, you can't like guns. You can't be a, like, think like a, a libertarian, a, a conservative, a Republican. It's that they've hijacked that term, and it's like, ah, shit, I lost my train of thought. Go ahead, Bubba. Just, uh, you know, they called Republicans reptilians and stuff. And, you know, I thought it was funny, you know, when George Bush was criticized as being a reptilian. And, you know, nowadays they're saying that the Democrats are thugs and they're gangsters. And, uh, you know, they don't really use the black vote right. They don't provide jobs. They don't provide anything. And uh, I think that's true a little bit, too. So I think both sides should be able to uh, freely make fun of each other. But at the end of the day, not hate each other. Like, I don't yeah, hate that, that. Oh, you know? oh, that that that's where my brain was going. That's why when they created the amendments to the Constitution, the first one was free speech. I have the right. I have the right to express my opinions. You have also the same right to hear me and disagree with me. The Second Amendment, which is obviously gun related, it was not made for hunting. It was made to keep the government on their heels. If we give you all the money and you guys are supposed to kind of structure us, we have the right to assemble and the right to form a militia and to keep you on your toes. Because guess why America's never been invaded? The Second Amendment. Uh, Emperor Yashi Mamamoto, I believe I said that correctly, of Japan, he said, we will never invade the U.S. because we know they there's can't, a rifle behind Because we behind watch NFL. It. Nobody could invade the U.S. because we watch NFL. We have tailgate parties. We'll beat their no, ass if they come over here. No, you, you cut me off. You cut me off. The reason why he said, the Emperor of Japan said, we will never invade the United States is because we know there's a rifle behind every blade of grass. Because this, this country was founded on... Every citizen has a rifle. It wasn't for hunting. It was for fighting off the British, fighting for independence, and every American has the right to own one. And then whenever it was, I don't know if Reagan did it. I think Reagan did it. But he said felons can't own guns. They they should be able to own guns once they get out of jail. They, quote, unquote, serve their time. But you still won't let them vote. You won't let them own guns and multiple other things. But but you call it serving their time. You're lying. You're lying through your teeth. You you are putting out a false narrative. But it, it's bullshit. I mean, guns kill people, though. That's the problem. And in New York City, like no, you can't have no, guns because no, no 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 guns don't kill people. Non people kill people. Yeah, in New York City, there's too many people to have guns, everybody having guns. That's just too much, man. The subway, literally, everybody's shoulder to shoulder, everybody's crammed up, tempers flare. You know, easily a mistake could happen if you have, if everybody was strapped with guns. I, I, I kind of agree with your argument, and I've heard it said by New Yorkers as well. You know, in the country, you, you got to go like three miles to your neighbor to ask for sugar, you know? In New York, yeah. it's not like that. You know, we don't have acres I of land. 
Your backyard is huge, bro. It goes into a forest. The Blair Witch Project could be in your backyard. That whole movie could be filmed there. Yes, like in New I, York, I, nobody I do, has I, that. Everybody has a cubicle, like a little square space, and they're paying $6,000 for it. I understand if I had a 50 AE Desert Eagle and I shot it through my apartment complex, it might go through three stories. I understand that. You guys are so densely populated. The police are everywhere, which is something I noticed when we went to the garden. When you took me to Madison Square Garden, there was fucking 12 police cars. And there was two cops standing in front of every car. And I was like, holy shit, I've never. And they're just standing there chilling. They even have I the dogs like, down there. They have the dogs sniffing dogs. They have the military guys that stand there. Like, you know how the Queens in the, the UK, the Queen Guards, they have those guys in the, the Penn Station downstairs. Yeah. So, like, anti-terrorism and stuff, you know, which is kind of needed, bro. You don't want no radical person that, like, you know, got dumped by his girlfriend or got fired from his job, which is most of the times American terrorism is because of that. Because some girl denied yeah. a guy. And he goes to this former workplace and shoots up the place or goes to some school. And it's because the girls are not giving him play. So it's like a social thing. Like, you know, these social issues cause American terrorism, like, you know, ingrown domestic terrorism. And that I think is the yeah. scariest, scariest I, I, thing to deal with. And I agree with you on that. But if you could think of my ideology as a, as a guy from the country is that if you just had a pistol on you and he had a pistol on you and you both didn't know it, you're both going to treat each other with respect and you can have open discussions, use your first amendment, right? And say, well, I don't agree that AOC is nice. I actually don't like her. She, she put so many black men and other men in jail for weed. And now all of a sudden weeds almost legal across the entire country or, you know, whatever. It's like, no, when uh, uh, here's a saying that maybe you and our listeners maybe have never heard, but an armed society is a polite society. In the old West, if we had a, dis a disagreement and that girl said you raped her, let's go out in the streets, back to back, take 10 steps or paces or whatever, turn around and let's see who wins and shoot each other. Yeah, no, that won't happen here because there's too many people. That There's too many people. And I, I understand that, but... At its core, if everyone had my mentality or that mentality, no one would be mean to anybody. If they had all the because guns that are available in New York, it would be uh, they could take over the police. They could take over the whole city. There's more guns in this country than there are people. All right. So, so if, then what about the saying, ARs? If, I think those should be eliminated. You know, nobody should be able to get automatic weapons. You know, like that's crazy because you're shooting 16 bullets at one time. You know, no. Like, what is this? You yeah. ever watch Heat with Al Pacino, Val Kilmer, all of them? They went around robbing yeah. banks and stuff and they had the automatic weapons. And listen, they had so much weaponry, they were able to beat up the cops. And that's when it becomes an issue. You know, like, do I love cops? Oh my God. No, probably not. But. You know, there has to be authority. You know, if there's no authority, how is there going to be civilization? So, you know, that, you no, that, that's no, that's where you just don't know history. Those guys, if they did have AR-15s that were fully automatic, they purchased those illegally. That movie was made in the mid 90s. In the mid 90s, AR-15 that could go single or fully automatic were not available to civilians. They purchased those illegally. They probably paid anywhere from ten to twenty grand for each one of those rifles. Right. 
so that that movie's just Hollywood. Don't let that. Don't call that history. That's not I history. Mean, how much can history the, tell about the future? That's what we really every like. everything. That's a great statement. I'll tell you everything. You the know, history like the repeats. It. Changing. You know, iPhones are not Samsungs. You know. Yeah, I, I don't get that really, but yeah, uh, the, history repeats itself. I'll just say it again: yeah. history repeats itself. The Nasdaq is not like NYSE. General Mills is not the same as Spotify. You know, these are definitely new concepts coming out. So I just think that all these concepts reflect humanity. You know, humans are changing. Not even religion is the same. How can we believe in something that's been written in BC time and related to today's society? That's, you know? that's I think a good we could statement. use history as a, as, a, as a lesson and see how we uh, evolved. But, you know, as far as dictating the future, I don't think the history has as much power as we think it does. Especially in New York. Well, I can't speak for New York, but just in general, like in uh, a, a, a civilization, I think history always repeats itself because. Uh, like the Confederate flag, a lot of people are, you know, basing it on history. And I'm like, you know, that's the history is something's not understood everywhere else. You know, we didn't yeah, grow up in the South. Uh, we didn't know all these like, great war heroes. You know, we didn't know all these things. We just know that. There's a hateful tone to it, you know? You can say there's a hateful tone to it, but to somebody that's not a racist, that loves black people, that maybe even has a black wife, they could say that's a celebration of Southern pride. I live in a home that was built in the 1800s, and we never owned slaves. We love black people. My wife's a black person, but it's like the media pushes that as, oh, if he flies an American flag, he must be a Trump supporter. That means he's a racist. That's the media doing all that. I would never fly a Confederate flag just because I think it represents redneck mentality, lifestyle, whatever you want to call it. And I don't consider myself a redneck. I mean, I Do love I the American consider- flag. I love the American flag. But in Queens, everybody that has an American flag in front of their house and they're waving it pridefully, they're usually a douchebag. And I hate that that's true. I hate that that's true. And I want the new Americans, everybody to identify as American. Because if we don't, these people... Me too. You know, if we don't... The new Americans, the Asians, the Chinese, the Dominicans, the Puerto Ricans, the guys that were born here. If we don't say this is our country, then we're going to let these old traditional uh, historians, all these people win and be like, this is the America. No, the new America, the Tesla... Elon Musk, Sergey Binge, these guys are not Americans. They came here and they created companies. That's what America is about. So we as yeah, people and- that grew up and were born here have to identify as American. And that's my stance with that. You don't have yeah, to be all and prideful that- and be like those old school guys and say that, you know, guard our borders. You know, the real reason you got to guard your borders, you don't want crime here. It's not mm-hmm. because of race or anything. The media says this. It's a hateful tone. It sells. It makes people read and gossip. But at the end of the day, the BLM and, you know, the people that stormed the Capitol, if you put $10,000 in each one of those people's pockets and disregard race, there would be no issue. They probably wouldn't go. There yeah, they no probably issues. wouldn't. That, so that's my they, thing uh, with that, is that everybody uses, oh, BLM is black and those people who stormed the white the Capitol are white. And I'm like, forget about all that. It's money. You know, like if you gave everybody 10 grand, nobody's going to care about race. Everybody needs money. And that's the issue with that.
I wish everybody would refrain from using the sexy things that'll make people be like, oh, oh, and look at media and, you know, you know, use the race card. But at the end of the day, it's a lazy concept to think that the world is like how it was when Michael Jordan was around. You know, when you went to the stadium yeah. and everybody said the N-word. I mean, I'm sure people <clears throat> do that, people get drunk, but it definitely went lower than it did 10 years ago, 20 years ago, you know? Yeah, I think that's going to continue to happen. So, you know, going forward, I believe that the best way is to eliminate race. Don't use that as a reason. Everybody's human. And we all got to think about how can we get more money in our pocket? If everybody just focused on their own self and be like, how can I make more money? I think those issues would be less important. And the media yeah. won't be able to use those words and use the race card. And, you know, people don't feel but, isolated by their race. People need money. I, I- I agree with you, but I disagree with you when you say that the media won't be able to say that because they'll still say that because the media needs division. Because like we said, there's only red and blue. There's left and right. There's elephants and donkeys. They don't want a gray party because that will disrupt their whole plan. Because if there's a gray party and they end up taking the White House and they end up forming an actual new, you know, form of like a... a a political party that ruins their entire plan. But if there's division and we can say, Hey dude, just say this and act Republican. Hey, just say this and act Democrat, but they're all in on it together. We'll never win. You just keep thinking you win. You keep thinking you win. You keep thinking you win because they just keep switching the parties and putting the people in power, but they sure pulling the strings. We can't have that. We, that's why I believe Donald Trump won his first term. That's what, that's why I believe he won is because he shook shit up. He said the wildest things. He wasn't your cookie cutter. I'd like to think the commission and the congressman and the house and blah, blah, blah. He, did, he just said, no, that's rocket man. Those are bad hombres. And she needs to go to jail. That's why he won. In my opinion, I didn't vote for him. I would have, but I would never have voted. Dude, I ran to vote for him because over here, everybody was like, Hillary's going to win. It's going to win. All the, my favorite actors and actresses were like, yes, Hillary. Uh, and then they started crying when he won. Because I remember, I didn't, I didn't think about, um, you know, the things that the media was saying. I remember him as a child. He was very generous. He hung out with Oprah Winfrey. He was a socialist. He went out and hung out with Tyson Beckford a lot. His best friend is Mike Tyson. Like, the stuff the media was saying, I didn't know what that was about. And the polls. The polls said Hillary. Hillary's <laughs> going to win. Hillary's going to win. And he, and, he still, and he still won. Do so I believe he was my... perfect? Absolutely not. You know, there's things that he should have did better no. as, a, as a face. Because, you know, when you yeah. become president, you cannot let your temper, you cannot let the things. Hey, listen, I'm like that, too. Sometimes I get mad and agitated. But if I'm the leader yeah. of the free world, I have to control that. You have to be better. And, you know, I love but, the guy. I thought he was good business-minded. But, you know, if he becomes president again, he has to be more conscious of things like that. And, you know, the tariff thing, like, I love the fact that, you know, made in China is not happening. And, you know, a lot of our business ideas, when we go to China, they make their own version of it and they kick us out. So I understand where he's coming from, but there has to be a better way to the issue. Yeah, and, and, and I agree with you on that. Virus. That was um, scary. You know, we all had to stay in our houses and we didn't know what was going on. You know, it was kind of crazy and scary. And, uh, you know, I just think he pushed a little bit too hard. Maybe it was necessary. Maybe it's not. But 
you know, if he ever gets elected again, I think that that's the issue. You know, we got to resolve. We can't have that. And he can't be like, you know, not tell those people that stormed Capitol Hill to, to, to stand down. He has to do that faster. And he has to like, you know, I thought it was no, funny but, to be uh, honest, man. I thought it was hilarious. I mean, nobody died. And sometimes those politicians, they need to get like Chuck Schumer in them. Like, come on, I met that guy personally, man. He's a sleaze, man. He's a sleaze, bro. Sleaze. Most politicians are sleazes. That's what made Donald Trump pop. Is he he was a self-made guy. Yeah, his dad gave him some money, blah, blah, blah. But he kind of figured it out. What do you think? Getting he's money a self-made. Easy? Like if they gave me a million dollars, you think what I might fail. I might go broke. Like getting a million dollars is not going to solve your problems, bro. If anything, it's more harder than if you're a golden child or if you look good or you're beautiful. It's harder, the odds. You know? Yeah. I, in, a, in a way, yeah, I, I understand where you're coming from. But being blonde, the, hair, uh, the, ball, chisel. What if you don't? What if you have all those assets and you suck? It's more disappointing. All right. The, the way you just said what you said, I think of uh, who was it? John Kerry. <laughs> you're tall, you're white, you got good hair, you got a nice comb over, blah, blah, blah. He ain't done nothing. I he tried and he I failed. for that guy. Oh, you son of a bitch. At West Virginia. You, <laughs> you, oh, you fell for him. And not that, that I, I knew Democrat. anything about him at the time. I was time. a Democrat. I was 100% Democrat. Most of my youth, I was a Democrat. The only time I became Republican was when Trump came to Republican. Because of his business mind. I'm not voting for Paul Ryan. Or uh, the good lady from Alaska. Like, those people were crazy, bro. They're just as crazy as Chuck Schumer and, uh, and the, the, all the others, you know? I can see a Russia from my backyard. Yeah. Really? <laughs> really, Sarah Palin? Really? The most important part like of that? Trump is that he opened the idea. And look, Trump would have never became president if it was for Obama. Obama had to come and get everybody to think about, hey, these kind of these presidents are getting better now. So now that going forward, now let's get somebody else that's good like that. You know who I like? Cristiano Ronaldo. That's not an American, but, you know, he's somebody that's out there. And, you know, Manny Pacquiao's uh, being politician in his country. Like, like those kind of ideas. Those people have a Are lot of influence. Cri yeah, Cristiano athletes. Ronaldo, the, the soccer player? Yeah, have you ever seen his documentary? What a great humanitarian, you know? No, I haven't. It makes you cry. You're going to want to cry when you watch it. He loves people. Dude. Like a, a great, amazing person. And that should be a politician. You know, maybe the, the, the typical politician serving in the public sector, those guys make no money. Michael Giannaris, I met him. He's the guy who blocked the Amazon deal. He came to my basement in my house when I was living in the sunny side. I mean, it was a great gesture. I was happy to see it. But I'm like, dude, you never made money in your life. And you made Amazon not come. And he had great rebuttals. He protected a lot of small businesses. I appreciate that. It was a very different concept of what I was thinking. But he denied oh, a lot. Of, he denied a lot of talent coming here, like Silicon Valley type talent to come to Queens. Because and, what you're talking about with Amazon coming to New York, New York uh, said no, we don't want you because they want all these crazy tax cuts. Right, and that guy loves Greek restaurants in Queens. He fucking eats out every day. He's not ambitious. He believes money's not. Uh, he believes money's evil. And I was like, dude, if you made money a lot and you said money's evil, I'll listen to you. But until $100,000 sitting in your bank account, outside of your politics and bureaucracy that you're doing now, before that, you know, because he's still a Mets fan, you know, like, I like the Mets. I'm from Queens. That's cool. But majority of Mets fans are dorks, bro. They don't get no girls. They're freaking isolated. They love losing. 
and they hate the Yankees. I, why can't you like the Mets and like the Yankees too? And if the Mets and Yankees play each other, you go for the Mets. That's more normal. You know, and Giannaris is a astute Mets fan. And anybody oh. that uh, loves the Mets and cheers for the Red Sox to beat the Yankees, I don't trust them. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't trust them either. On the surface, you should like value, the New York, yeah, no matter what. The Yankee fans too. If you don't like the Mets and you want to tease them, but if the Red Sox are playing the Mets, you're not cheering for the Mets. That's kind of weird, bro. Yeah, that's very weird. You're not that cool of a person, then. You know, you have some kind of vendetta, and you're angry. You have some angst, and that needs to be aired out. You know, that's not cool. I think cool should be first, just like I think money should be first, and everybody should be focused on how much money they have and stop using the race card. Cool should be first, too. Like, you know, I could be mad one day and be like, you know, I work hard. I want to kill this bum. No, you shouldn't do that. You shouldn't kill bums, you know? Like, we got to figure out a way to help you. It's not like American Psycho. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, seriously, I get mad sometimes. My knees are bent. I'm always ready and prepared. But, you know, if another human is like, please give me change and I'm hurting, I'm not going to kick them in the side and be like, yo, get better, you know? That's just not the right way to do it. No, absolutely not the right way to do it. Yeah, we got to all think about, hey, we're all human. And that's why I always talk about money, because money takes race out of the equation. When you help people make money, the race is gone. The gender is gone. You know, you're helping people. Like, you know, today I was walking, and there was a guy asking me for change. And, you know, this Stuart-looking guy, he has, like, a knapsack, a straight liberal, like, weird. He probably watches, uh, you know, uh, the Broadway plays and stuff. And he was telling the guy how to get a job at some place. You know, he's telling him. And the young man is, like, looking at him like he was God. But, and I was so happy because he was helping the guy get a job. And I'm like, that's the right way to address it. And it was one white guy and one black guy. The white guy was telling the black guy how to get a job. And I was so happy because that's the real way to solve things. I'm like, where's the news cameras now? Where's the news cameras now? They always want to show white officers beating up a black person, you know? What about these stories about white guys helping black guys get jobs, you know? That's because that doesn't create division. That we all creates... got to deal with recession. No matter what your race, creed, no matter what you are, you got to deal with the recession or whatever. Gas prices yeah. going up, you know, uh, things costing more money. You know, we all got to deal with that. It's not anything with race. Yeah, uh, and you're right. And uh, I, I believe that um, our politicians and, uh, you know, our government is basically maybe it even has to happen, but they're forcing us into recession with the, the newest uh, student, uh, what do they call it? Student Forgiveness Act. Like they're doing that because like me and you, we graduated fucking what? Almost 20 years ago. You didn't give me any money, but now, and I'm a working class guy because that scholarship was just to play basketball. Let's be honest. Neither one of us have made money off of that degree to where we make over $120,000, $25,000 a year. I can't make that much or else I'll be in big trouble. <laughs> well, you're in New York, so it's different. But for me, as a regular big country, the 90% of the country, I don't make that much money. What are you talking about? That's like four years, four or five years salary. But I, there's no way I could – I don't want to pay for your liberal arts degree – that you're going to fucking judge art pieces on, oh, I didn't like the color, and da-da-da. I don't want to pay taxes on your fucking 
student degree for that shit. No one <laughs> paid for my shit. Why do I have to pay for your shit? I mean, I think there's a lot of things going on that's making the recession happen. Like, what about the NFT business? All those people, those artists, them crazy monkey ba- bathing apes worth millions of dollars, and now they're worth pennies. You know, I think maybe that had to do with the recession. Of course, the global tension that's going on has to do with the recession. And also the technological oh. advances. Like, you don't think, you know, the internet, when it first came out, they're like, 2K, 2K, everything's going to shut down. I would say we're about like 25 years into the internet. So I think all these adjustments and everything that's going on might be forcing the recession and people's behavior is changing. Now everything's remote. You know, you don't have to go to the office anymore. You know, all that kind of change and shift. I mean, right now we might not see why we're dealing with this, but 10 years down the line, you might see what, what the impact was for everything. And you know, the impact that's... will be, the impact will be that they, they, they've changed the way America wants to function to where you don't need giant buildings and China comes in and buys it all up and, and they own the majority of the country, but they, I don't know who does it, whether it's the, you know, the, the global, global economic forum or the, I don't know who these giant elites, this group, We'll call it the Illuminati. That's kind of a vague, stupid term. These days, they call it the Federal Reserve. The Federal Reserve, which is a big problem. Central banks and quantitative easing. Okay, thank you. Thank you for that note. Printing money, printing money, you know. Yes, exactly. Printing money. Oh, why are we in a recession? Well, we just printed two, what, two, three billion dollars and gave it to a foreign country? And gave hundreds of millions of dollars to gender studies in Saudi Arabia. You think they give a fuck about gender studies? If you are gay, they will kill you. So why public. does the United States pay the most? Why doesn't Germany? You know, I thought the president it's a giant it. money laundering. The Ukraine, <laughs> the Ukraine Russia conflict <laughs> is a giant money laundering. They're making money scheme. and they're washing the, like clothes. You know, they're washing. That's exactly clothes. what they're doing. <laughs> I'm so glad because we haven't right, talked fine, about fine, that all fair. We got to get it to more people's pockets. You know, we need to get it to the average person's pockets. We all got to figure that out. Like, let's get. I think Bitcoin and all that. You know, it sucks right now, but you know how our cell phones and our TVs changed, and you know we revolutionized yeah. things. I really hope maybe not common people could revolutionize with Bitcoin, but I hope the governments of all the world figure it out where we can harness this new technology. And get money into people's pockets. Not, hey, people buying Dogecoin and being like, yeah, YOLO and stuff. Like, no. Talk about it in a bigger scale that we use these advances and help people be better. You know, and that's what I hope this is all about. I hope the NFT thing, you know, I sold every NFT that I got in Miami when I went down there. I sold it right away. Because I knew no matter what the price was, yeah, because I knew it needed time. And I knew there was a crash coming. And, you know, that could be the reason why the recession happened. There was too much partying going on. People were celebrating. Champagne was popping. Once you see champagne popping, everybody optimistic, you might want to start selling some stuff, you know. And when people are scared, and this goes back to a Warren Buffett uh, statement, which is one of the richest mans in the world. When people are scared and they're running for the hills, you should start taking little pieces and looking into things, you know. And we could use that general, you could use that generally on everything. You know, when people are scared, there's some value there. When people are celebrating, you should be skeptical. Huh. 
That's that's very interesting, and I, and I do movies, like a lot of that. You know, the horror movies that you watch, you know, when the family's happy and they're going on a trip, you know, something bad's gonna happen, you know. And then you know, in the yeah, heroic moments, yeah. you know, the Batman's and all that, when it looks like Batman's back is broken and he's never gonna return to normalcy, he rises. Dark Man rises. You know, Dark Knight rises. So you know, you know yeah, there's a quote and it that is- says that the darkest hour is the most uh, closest to sunshine or whatever, you know, things like that. Yeah, that sounds like a, a Sun Yu-Z uh, quote. Or, I mean, that or, is history uh, that's uh, long-lasting. Yeah, Sun Tzu, the writer of uh, Art of War, Sun Tzu. That sounds like his uh, one of his quotes. But, yeah, that's that's a beautiful quote. I love that. Yeah. But, yeah, like, it, it's all it's all dark before the storm. Like, and I hate to repeat it because it's kind of a gay quote, but it is very true. Hard times make hard men. Weak times make weak men or whatever the fuck Jordan Peterson said. It's like you you either do or you do not. Right. To, and- to be a white guy and say something about Star Wars, which I know you love that uh, racist, uh, not racist, but our comedy, our, our banter. Back and forth. That that's that's what that is. It's like, yeah. Do you think like those guys that were building the fucking Empire State Building, unharnessed, sitting on 40, 50, 60 stories of steel, just having lunch with their legs hanging over fucking six hundred feet of a deadfall? Those were hard men. They made one of the greatest buildings in the world. Yeah, but and now we have 5G, it. you know, and that's why it's different now. So we're a little bit softer, but we have more complex problems now. We have uh, economic warfare. We have COVID. We have, uh, you know, microbiology, like, you know, like Mars and all these viruses and monkeypox. And, you know, that's not even human. So in a sense, we're no. actually, you know, we're more tough now than before. But just the, the level of toughness is different now. You know, these are real threats the, outside, you know, like maybe they're not climbing and physically doing any manual labor and stuff like that. But the, the complex issues and things that we're dealing with now, it might be a little bit harder than back then. It's just hard. is different now. It's kind of like 21 Jump Street. You ever seen that movie? Where, like, you know, the geeks are the cool kids. No. And the cool kids are geeks. You know, that's no, kind of I, the dynamic I, we're going through now. Like, you know, the back in the days, those guys were perceived as tough. But in these days, those guys are obsolete. We don't need men climbing up there. We have machines doing it, 3D printers, technology. You know, we don't need no. uh, uh, the, the, the Jerusalem Moses and them building pyramids because now we have, you know, machines that do it, 3D printers, lasers, you know, manufacturing skills that we didn't have back then. So not, like, not, that it, not, not that it won't happen because I'm sure it will, but do you have tough men and women riding on an ambulance to a random ass call to where a guy's got half his face shot off and you can pick his brains up off the floor, but he's still alive. I mean, nine 11 are not nine 11. Nine 11. Are you regular people that were normal? They were running into the towers to try to save people. When was the country the most unified in your lifetime? When the giants won the Super Bowl. Shut up. You should have yeah. said when 9-11. No. Dumb. I'm, I'm telling you the truth, I, man. 9-11, everybody was scared. They were a little bit worried. 
I think what's the but, ultimate unifier? I all right, well, all right. You're no, 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 no. Hold on. What what I should have said was when is the country the most unified? Not New York because I don't live in New York, but I should have said the country, dude. The two weeks after nine eleven happened, every single paper had American flag that people cut out and put in their business store windows or their house windows. If you don't know that because you didn't. You don't live in uh, the big country. We were country, more scared, you, man. We were, like, devastated. It was a smog. We it were sm- so... It smelled like burned bodies out here. You know, like, it was bad for, the, like, two weeks. There was no Yankee games. You know, like, all the games were shut down. The stock market was shut down. Uh, Subway. It was kind of really? like COVID. COVID was pretty bad. COVID was like Germany Nazi, Germany Nazis and shit. You know, like, everybody had to stay home. It was a very eye-opening experience. And... It was one of the reasons why I went to L.A. because I couldn't believe New York was going through that. I seen Times Square empty, bro. There was no Broadway show. No subway. The subway was shut down. That I've never seen in my life. Wow. I've never seen that in my life. It was like the New York blackout, you know, when we were going to college and we were able to come in late because we were in New York and there was a blackout. That was insane. Like, those are moments that I'd never seen that many times and they're, like, really compelling, you know? And I guess during those huh. moments, we all got together and we made sure everybody was safe. And that's what it's all about. And I think we should end the show like right there. You know, like, you know, going forward, I know everything is tense, but, you know, money unifies everybody. And I think America's strongest asset is its money. I really believe the new leaders, you know, the real rich people, we got to rely on them to, to be the leaders of this idea. And I don't know how we're going to get there with everybody fighting and angry at each other. So let's yeah. bring love and, back. And- and I'll be honest with you, like, I would rather have Donald Trump than anybody else that's been offered. Only because there's like, nobody good. Like, we have to have a good competitor. Like, I want the other side to have a good competitor. You know, actually, you're, right you're now, right. I'm liking Bernie. I want Bernie and Donald Trump to face each other. They're the same age. And, you know, I'm willing to give Bernie a shot. You know, like, that's honestly, the only man, other, that, I'm ready. That's that's the Democrats' only chance is Bernie. That's the I only like chance it. they have is burning. I like it, but I think we could get somebody better. I think we could get somebody better than Trump. I think we could get better, somebody better than Bernie. So that's us up to the American society. Maybe it has to be us, man. Like that's the ultimate. But no, that that's what I'm saying. It's not up to us. It's their game that we're playing. It's not up to us. It's the options really they hope, give you. I really they hope. they give you they give you Trump. They divide you majorly more than it's ever been divided. And then they close off the gap. There's a big conspiracy. I can't believe he wasn't uh, KIA. That's why I want Kim Kardashian as the president, because she's just cool. Like, forget about politics. Forget about these angry men like Trump and, and, uh, you know, an old guy like Bernie Sanders. Let's get a really attractive woman that is uh, managing Kanye West, manages a family, manages a rich family, deals with all these personalities. Let's throw a wild card out there. Let's get her as president. Or somebody in that, that nature, somebody completely that's, new. That's not outside of uh, the ideas of people that I've heard say, like, yeah, yeah get Kanye, Joe get, Rogan. Uh, fuck, Let's get Joe Rogan. Well, he's too much of a he curses a lot. He, he's he's already said he'd never do it, and he uh, was offered to not have, Howard uh, Stern. Jesus, that guy threw bologna and mayonnaise at girls' butts. You know, like we don't want that. Guy. Yeah, no, H- Howard Stern. He needs to just retire. He's done. Howard Stern stuff. Well, you know, let's close off the episode on that. You know, we talked about American issues, uh, forced recessions. Um, yeah, know, yeah. 43 minutes. That was with each other, you know, and, uh, 
you know, the, the riots and all that we talked about. And going forward, I just believe, uh, you know, it's a revol- evolution, you know, rev- revolving door. And we're going through rapid changes and uh, yeah. let's see where everything heads yeah. to, you know. But at the end of the day, everybody should realize that we're all human. Think about one, that. One, Think about yeah, that. Yeah, we're all, everybody. yes, you're all, we're all human. We all have uh, faults and, uh, you know, good things. But one thing I'll tell you, Nolan, and I'll tell the audience, and I want them to listen to this, and I, I need to do this more myself, and I haven't, but think locally, act globally. All right. We, you, that's like you, we're not just going to vote out the president because there's an electoral college. All right. No, you got to think locally and vote locally and go to the board meetings, go to the city hall meetings, make your voice heard. There's been so many anti um what is it uh the black the black movement where the black people are pushed down that bullshit like come on nobody could do their job nobody but besides trump like come on that guy's too old bernie's too old there has to be somebody in america that knows how to talk and knows what's going on that will help people get more money in their pockets and that's normal. That's not too extreme. That's not too boring. That's not too old. And not like Kamala Harris that laughs like she's on helium all the time because she has a nervous twitch. Like, come on, there has yeah, to be or- better politicians out there. Like, where are you? Let's step up and let's get to the next episode because, you know, I think we talked about everything here. The recession is real. We're all dealing with it. And hopefully next week we get some news about it going away. Let's use this, like, harness this technology and make this thing better and in the meanwhile everybody treat each other like humans because if aliens came down there wouldn't be no countries russia ukraine we're all the same united states we're all the same aliens came and threatened us which will never happen because we haven't found any aliens out there but that kind of a concept that kind of mentality going forward and that's kind of uh in a way one of my things i was saying i was leading into is like When's the last time humanity was brought together, at least America or maybe kind of globally, was 9-11. The, na- the next one, if you've never heard about it, it's called Project Blue Beam. Just stab that into Goog and see what you come up with and just watch it. But okay. it's a, a holographic alien invasion. And the government has, over the past few years, actually, uh, un, you know, they've unclassified documents and said, yeah, this ain't from this earth, uh, but we got one. It's like, you had one in 56, apparently. Conspiratorially, apparently, you had one in 56. You waited till 2022 to tell us, uh, this ain't from this earth. Uh, you've been lying or withholding the truth the whole time. And yeah, you're my government, so I don't trust you. So whatever. But um, yeah, we're gonna run the episode off here. Non, plug them your dates. Plug them your <laughs> your dates, like you're a comedian. Uh, plug them uh, whatever you want to plug, Bubba. Everybody have a great weekend. We'll see you next week. We love America. We love everybody. But at the end of the day, it's all humanity. God bless. Actually, God bless yeah. the political. Everybody's equal. I mean, that's too political. But you get what we're saying. Everybody live in uh, harmony. Don't hurt nobody. And let's move this thing forward. Yeah, yeah let's use the golden rule and uh, treat others as you want to be treated. There you go. I don't hate any. I don't. I don't hate anybody's sexuality or or the way they gender. But if I misgender you, 
Uh, tell me, and I'll try to I'll try to correct it. But yeah, other than we, that, listen, when we throw that word "gay" and the, the the definition of "gay" is really happy and dorky and quirky, we're not trying to make fun of the sexual orientation. If you look up in the dictionary, that's what it says. So I think sometimes when we say that, we throw that around. We mean like that. There's gay people everywhere. They're our friends. Actually, I'm hosting somebody that's gay, and I don't mind them being around. So. You know, that's where we're on. That's the notion that we're on. So good night and good luck. We're signing off. Houston, there is no problem. We're from New York. He's from West Virginia. This is big country and little city. We'll see you next week. Peace.